Hello and welcome back to Reality with a Twist. I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Gabriel. And today we bring you a interesting episode. It's not our normal educational uh, podcast like we usually do, but we do this on. Um, we've done this once before. Um, where we will each be reading a story, but our stories will be a little different. They are in script format. So I have assigned each of you guys um, a, to write a script, and what I did was I did a random thing generator, and I picked three objects that seemed <laughs> most obscure, oh, okay. and I gave them. And so I uh, assigned you guys to incorporate that into your story. So um, we're going to... Do you guys? I, I imagine this is going to take quite a bit, so I really don't want to uh, prefront this too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's just okay. Do, uh, just choose good. a random one to get started with, and we'll get started. Yep. We are going to start with Gabe's actually. Okay. So everybody, go ahead and pull up Gabe's uh, script. The title of and this have, script. Oh, so go ahead. Sorry. And, yeah, we have actually not read this script, so we are doing a blind read. Yes. Um, which is pretty yep. interesting. So. This is like the first time I'm seeing it. I okay. am as well. So, the title of this one is Petroleum Expo. It is by me. I, uh, I'll i just get started. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Right. yep. Go ahead. The scene. Indianapolis Convention Center. It is the Petroleum Expo, and the fellas are all there to celebrate petroleum products. Time, day, atmosphere, bustling convention. Today is the big day for the fellas. It is a National Petroleum Day, a holiday much revered by oil tycoons and environmentalists alike. The Hoosier Petroleum Expo is a statewide celebration of all things petroleum, and the fellas can't wait to celebrate. They just arrived at the Indianapolis Convention Center and are all desperately waiting for the doors to open. Gosh, guys, I wish Gabe was able to make it to this year's Petroleum Expo. I know how much he loves oil spills. Yeah, Dylan, me too. But those rent prices are going to skyrocket aren't going to skyrocket by themselves and Gabe's a professional landlord anyways I can't wait to see what all of our favorite oil companies are going to come up with this year you said it Gunner I've heard they have new fishing lines that kill fish on contact and don't forget the new models of plastic flowers with a few bunches of those babies we can really show nature who's boss wait guys the tours are open let's go Next line said very quickly, right. almost stumbling over each other with excitement. Oh, mama. I what? say the gasoline what? cologne. <laughs> I say the plastic scale model of the Great Barrier Reef. Well, we got to visit the oil executives panel. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Why don't we all just split up? Then we can visit whatever we want to. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> that was so bad. So our friends all frolicked in the faux flowers and danced in the diesel-scented candles. They bewildered at the self-mending fishnets and the everlasting single-use water bottles. And when they all had just about enough, everyone in the party gathered to the center of the convention. Except one. What a day, right guys? Oh, slap my grandma with a flip-flop because I am just about pooped. Yeah, Ben, this has to have been the most exciting year at the at the Petrol Expo yet. But we guys, <laughs> something's off. Yeah, something doesn't feel quite right. Are we forgetting something? No, I, I have everything I brought here, and of course I picked up some gasoline cologne. I mean, what do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dylan, you smell like you. <laughs> wow, Dylan, you smell like you. <laughs> Yeah, wow, Dylan, you smell like you were just inside a gas station. Yeah, my nose is burning with respect right now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But wait, wait. Usually I have three people gassing me up after a hygienic purchase. Hmm. We're Scudder! <laughs> well, where did we last see him? I haven't seen him since we first got here. Well, we gotta do something. Well, maybe we could all split up and look for him. We can't do that. That's what got us into this mess. Well, maybe we can go up to an employee and ask the... Just then, our panicked pals heard a booming voice coming from across the convention. The voice was coming from an oil executive from the from an upstart called Biopetrol. 
He said that biopetrol just fixed the world's shortening supply of natural oil. With every sentence out of his ho- out of his mouth, the fellows got de- a deeper pit in their stomachs. A crowd had started to form around the stage uh, the man was speaking from. Is this supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, you just do a weird voice for this. Oh, the world no longer needs to frack for oil, nor do we need to put the lives of humans at risk in any form of collection. We are now able to create oil from any living thing. A roar from the crowd erupted. No longer will we have to wait millions of years for Earth's living creatures to ooze the good stuff. As soon as we throw a living thing into this machine, a perfectly new and clean oil product will fall out of its bigot. The oil executive then the oil executive then led a confused-looking llama up to the machine's gaping black <laughs> abyss of a mouth and abruptly threw it in. All gasp. <gasps> Within seconds, a perfectly formed cozy coop clunked into a clear oil barrel carefully placed beneath the spigot. That was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I love oil and all, but this has just gone too far. That poor llama. Absolutely disgusting. Let's go over there and see what the frack is going on. <laughs> Look, they have a press area. It looks like they're showing off some stuff that the machine has made already. <gasps> Look at that plastic fork. I want to hold it. <laughs> Dylan picks up plastic fork. That thing does look pretty good. I wonder what animal it's made of. Guys, it's me. Gunner? Gunner? Yeah, guys. I saw this machine and I got too excited. I just had to see inside and well, now I'm in plastic fork. You guys uh, better get out of here, though. Uh, this is the press only area. They see you back here without a press pass. I don't know. I don't want to know what they're going to do to you. No way we're leaving here without you. I mean, did it hurt you, you know, b- becoming a plastic fork and all? Uh, no, not really. It's actually kind of nice. Uh, it really just felt like a super thorough massage, and look at me. I'm still alive. I say we steal him. He's our gunner, and they had no right turning him into a fork. Uh, I'm okay with plastic polluting the earth, but this was a step too far. Just then, as the fellas pocketed their newly forked friend, a biopetrol guard seized them. Oh no, it's a guard! Run! Run! Wait, guys, you're running straight for the. At that moment, all the guys run straight into the biopetrol oil machine. Ooh, ow! Uh, gentlemen? I think we weren't looking where we were going. Now look at us. We're a... Yeah, sorry about that, Gunner. I didn't mean we'd fall in and become a... Yeah, that might have not been our best moment. Are we really uh It's okay, guys. At least we can all be a sponge together. This is way better than being a plastic fort. <laughs> best special patrol Xbox ever! ever. <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was hilarious. My script sucks compared to this. No. Yeah, mine's mid, dude. Oh my gosh. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Oh, that was that was funny. I laughed out loud so many times. Thank you. Thank you. That was so, so good. So the 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 three random objects I gave you were plastic forks. Yes. Fake flowers yes. and sponges, yes. which you all used. So, yes. excellent job, Gabe. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was I, uh, I love him writing that one. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love how uh, towards the end of the story, Gunner's like script name was no longer Gunner; it was Plastic Fork. <laughs> yeah, it just changed. <laughs> well, he was a plastic fork, so I mean, of course, he's it's still him. <laughs> I honestly was surprised he didn't go with the I turned myself into a plastic fork, guys! <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, which one are we doing next? Uh, we are going to do Jeremy's next. Jeremy's, All right. okay. Alright, you guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Alright. In the small suburban neighborhood, neighborhood of Clocky Run, a nuclear family consisting of three boys and one girl are planning to hold their annual gar- garage sale. This, however, isn't their story. No, no. In this suburban town, the real people aren't that interesting. 
Instead, the objects within the neighborhood had a much more interesting story. Hey, somebody drew on me! Come on, these kids didn't even draw the Mona Lisa or nothing. Just some boxes and colorful chalk. The sidewalk on the north side of the street said, he claimed he was from upstate New York, but that can't be right. This is Michigan. <laughs> Oi, you look at a lot better, don't you, mate? <laughs> Seriously, this is Michigan. Why did sidewalk on the south side of the street sound like that? Hey, watch. I'm getting walked on here. Don't make me come over then. And, and what, mate? Y you're gonna do what, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indistinguishable Australian noises. <laughs> a bitter rivalry had sparked between the north sidewalk and the south sidewalk. Every day they bickered and argued. It began to affect even the cinder block nearby. Now, uh, fellas. You two have been arguing all week at whose side is better. Why don't we just put a rest to these childish games and maybe take a nap? With him over there on the south side? No way. <laughs> I'm gonna have a kangaroo little while I'll be in a, a didgeridoo. Hey, cool it, dog. No need to be beefing. You two are sidewalks. What's the fuzz? Is one of you getting walked on more than the others? Who's asking? It's only your coolest lampshade around. Oi, you absolute bungalow. <laughs> Keep out of the sidewalk before I crush you like, like a camelback spider on the Tuesday evening sun out by the outback out here. Now that's taking it a little far, young man. I think you need to apologize. <laughs> Stay out of this, old man, or you're gonna regret it. And thus, the arguing continued, and the neighborhood never heard peace ever again. Bravo, <laughs> wow, bravo. bravo. <laughs> gotta give it to sidewalk number two. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful, wonderful script, Jeremy. I, I also that was got, that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I also got to give it to the bombshell of a script note saying "sounds like American Dag" for uh, the cinder block. Uh, <laughs> no, I read it as "sounds like American Dad." Like I had to sound like Amer like the American. Yeah, I, I read dad. it as that too. Like I didn't read the and part. I just <laughs> so I tried to sound like an American Dad. <laughs> Uh, that was so good. That's what I had in mind. <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Very proud of you, Jeremy. Yeah, it's wonderful job, job, Jeremy. You. All right. You guys next. ready to move on to our next one? Yep. I believe oh, so. Oh, yeah. All right. We are going to do Ben's next. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm excited. In PDF form. <clears throat> all right. Are we all ready? Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yep. It was a quiet, sunny Saturday morning in Gaston, Indiana, a small rural town in the Northeast known for its... Detective Gary Bronson, with Gaston Police Department, placed his now half-empty mug of lukewarm coffee on the table inside the local breakfast eatery with a groan, wondering where the terribly slow waitress had gone off to. His six years on the patrol force, and more recent too as a detective, had jaded his mindset and made him into a pessimistic version of who he once was. It wasn't until his boss, Chief Jared Crummer, brushed past him and sat down in the booth across from him that the corner of his lip inched up with the slightest smirk for the first time of the day. You look better, Gary. Ah, shut up and order something, Chief. Come on, lighten up. It's a beautiful Saturday out, and you have the day off for once. You've been, you've been working nonstop this whole past month. I can't rest until this guy is behind bars. My wife is scared for the kids every day. Who knows who's gonna, who he's going to target next. It could be anyone. I get it. Maybe I shouldn't have put you on the case. You're already being overloaded this year. No, don't sweat it. It's a tough one. But it's going to be all more rewarding when we catch him. Some muffled scuffling was heard behind the do double doors of the kitchen, alerting the two. But Crummer and Bronson were quickly distracted from it when Grady Fickle, pastor of the small church located on the edge of town, stepped into their line of sight, heading for their table. Thanks for meeting us, Father Fickle. No thanks needed at a time like this, Chief. Good to see you too, Detective Bronson. Always a pleasure. Now, what can I do for you gentlemen? Would you like me to order first before we discuss things? 
I wouldn't count on it. I'm starting to think the waitress went home early. I'll just go ahead and tell you straight. And don't be sharing this with anyone, because we don't need something like this getting out and stirring up a panic in Gaston. Anyways, there have been three homicides in the past 33 days all in town. Now, I know this is something you probably already know, but there's more to it. More to it? What else is there to it? it it's, it's, well, I don't want to frighten you, Father, but, well... For ducks, the suspect is killing his victims with rubber ducks. You... Rubber ducks? What do you mean? How can somebody get killed with a rubber duck? He's shoving the rubber ducks down their esophagus. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm breaking out here. It's sickening. We don't know what to think anymore. That's why we're asking for your help. Is it some kind of sign? A symbol? Does he want something? I know you're a very spiritual person, and you can understand some things better than others. You're the only person in Gaston who could give me some kind of clues here. Father Fickle sat back in his chair, never taking his eyes off Crummer. His eyes were wide with shock. He breathed out a deep sigh and pondered for a minute. Sorry, sorry, I sighed too early. What kind of Thank evidence you. do you have? <laughs> I gotta do this again. All right. What kind of evidence have you gathered so far? We haven't got much. The one thing we do know is that the suspect uses Dr. Squatch deodorant <laughs> Birchwood Breeze. Sample was gathered from the most recent victim. It seems to have come off the suspect's body during the struggle in the home. We're still waiting to hear back from the medical examiner to see if we can get anything from the sweat, but the mixing with the deodorant is causing problems with that. I have to admit, I do like Dr. Squatch's scent. A Birchwood Breeze? That's a pretty uncommon one. Our suspect seems to be a very particular guy. Well, gentlemen, I really do hate to leave you empty-handed, but I don't know what to tell you. I think I'm going to need more details before I... Father Fickle saw Chief Crummer's eyes go wide as the chief spotted something behind him. He turned around to see a dark crimson pool slowly expanding from underneath the kitchen's double doors. The two policemen shot out of their seats, hands already wrapped (gasps) around their cigs, with fingers centimeters from their triggers. Don't move, Father. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't move, Father. Things might get ugly in here, and if they do, run out to my squad car and stay out of sight nearby. Father Fickle stayed there unmoving as he was told, and Bronson advanced with the chief into the kitchen, clearing the corners and blind spots. There lie the waitress, in a pool of blood and coffee from her pitcher, motionless and pale. The eggs and pancakes Bronson had ordered ten minutes ago were smoking up the kitchen on the stove. The ordeal had clearly scared the cook out of the building. There was nobody else in sight. As they feared, a rubber-orange beak could be seen protruding from far inside the waitress's mouth, glazed in blood. Chief Crummer was just about to call it in when a clatter of chairs and tables from outside the doors behind them launched them onto their feet back into the dining area. Officers, I heard there was a disturbance. Well, what's going on here? You didn't think I would totally turn my back on you guys, did you? I still tune into the radio channel from time to time to see what's going on around here. Bronson and Crummer, still shakily breathing from the sight in the kitchen, were staring into the face of one of the former Gaston police lieutenants. Riley had been fired from his position no less than a year ago when he was found to be stealing from residents' homes during searches. The strange thing was, Riley never stole anything valuable. The only thing he stole was milk. (gasps) (laughs) Bill, what they're saying about you can't be true, right? Milk? Why why would you have been stealing milk from the strangers' houses? It just doesn't make sense. Look, Bronson, what does it matter anyway? I got fired. Can we just forget about it already? (sighs) I'm just a very particular guy. Chief Crummer made a face as he sniffed the air through the smoke of the burnt eggs and pancake batter. He was picking up a hint of something else in the thick atmosphere. Something sweet. Something refreshing. Bronson. Detective Bronson began to raise his gun. (gasps) I I know. It's Birchwood Breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Riley, knowing that the officers had realized the horrible truth, was quicker than the two and drew a pistol from his waistband, pointing it at Crummer before either of the others had taken aim. 
He fired once, then twice, then again and again as Bronson and Crummer fired back. Crummer took two bullets, one to the abdomen, which was protected by his bulletproof vest, and one to his dominant arm, which went clean through. The officer's effort was not in vain, however, as one of Bronson's bullets pierced <sighs> Riley's chest, causing a fatal wound. Both Crummer and Riley dropped. What? Why? Why? Why'd you do it, Riley? Why'd you do it? <laughs> when I was fired from the department, all I wanted was one thing. I wanted to clean out my locker myself, but Crummer wouldn't let me. He gave me a box of all my stuff the next day. Almost all of my stuff. I had a rubber duck that my grandfather gave me when I was a boy in my locker to remind me of my roots and my late grandfather who inspired me to join law enforcement. <laughs> the duck wasn't in the box. I tried to get in touch with Krumer over and over again. I called and called and left dozens of emails in his inbox. I thought it had been a mistake, and so I drove to the station late at one night. I saw Krumer's car outside, so I knew he was there. As soon as I went in... <laughs> Although I was shoved back outside and told never to show my face again. But I guess what I got a glimpse of for those two seconds I was in the building. I looked straight through the blinds of Chief Grummer's office and saw my rubber duck sitting on his desk like some sort of sick trophy. I couldn't contain my rage. I never will contain it. I will give my duck back <laughs> no matter what it takes. Detective Bronson, entranced by his old partner's story, failed to notice that as Riley was getting closer to the end of his words, he had reached behind him and picked up his gun, which still had several bullets in the magazine. A shine from the muzzle caught the corner of his eye, but it was too late. Bronson had his gun in one hand, down to his side, and winced his eyes shut as the barrel reached his temple. Out of seemingly nowhere, however, Father Fickle had forced his way through the front entrance with the full speed and force of a running back and dove for Riley's gun, knocking it skidding across the restaurant's floor. Bronson smiled a beaming smile for the first time in weeks as he flipped Riley on his stomach and began to cuff him. You okay over there, Chief? We've got him. Okay, I'm working on a tourniquet right now. You deal with him. Detective Bronson. Detective Bronson. Oh, I'm sorry. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to say pained, and I was oh. so it, it never <laughs> registered. My bad. Okay, we'll resume. <laughs> Father Fickle, you're a hero. Thank you for saving my life. Don't mention it, Detective. It was the least I could do, and I'm just glad this man will finally be behind bars, and the killings will stop. <laughs> you think the killings will stop? <laughs> You can't seriously be so naive to think that I was the only one involved in this. You go home tonight and celebrate while you can, but when you get your next call to a homicide, you think of me, you hear? Detective Bronson and Father Fickle exchanged puzzled looks as the rest of Gaston Police Department began to arrive in a barrage, securing the scene and taking Riley into custody. Riley never would speak again of the killings, both past or future to come and stayed completely silent throughout all of the interrogation. Months passed quietly. The trial began. Bronson was working on cases as usual, when he got a call from his office one late night from Chief Crummer. What can I do for you, Chief? It's happening again, Bronson. We found another victim. Rubber duck lodged in the esophagus. I don't know how to tell you this, but you need to get here fast. Alright, boss. I'm on it. Where am I headed? Seconds later, Detective Bronson dropped his phone to the ground with a loud crack. He stood there frozen, hearing Chief Crummer read off Bronson's home address where his wife, just 20 minutes ago, was putting the kids to bed and waiting for his return. <gasps> wow. Yeah. wow. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> That's crazy. Dang. That's a good script, Ben. Very good script. There you go. Really good. Bravo, bravo. Thank Whoa. you. You guys also really played the roles very well. Why, thank you. Thank, yes, oh. thank you. I put my year's work into that. Yeah, I, I didn't have any work, but I, I tried. All right. Well, you guys ready for our final one? Yes. Let's hear it. All right. It will be Dylan's. Ooh. This 
play that I have written, or the script, is called Lost at Sea. <clears throat> is everybody there? Yes, yes. we're here. Alright. It was a special day for the reality-twisted boys of Indiana, as today was the day they had been planning on for all year. A trip to Syria. For years now, the boys have always wanted to go to the place many uncles have gone to in the past, so that they could have a chance to see what the hoopla was all about. Alright, toothbrush, airbrush, lashbrush, paintbrush, dustbrush. Why did you feel the need to bring all those brushes along with you? Yeah, definitely seems like overkill just to be going to Syria for a weekend. Uh, you guys shouldn't be hounding him for it. I made sure to pack my favorite glow sticks for the 1045 pant shuffle in the <laughs> Airbnb. <laughs> the, the what? Well, the boys were overjoyed walking up the ramp to board on the $2 million cruise ship, the Navicia Fonda, built Ooh. for the sole purpose of sailing across the Atlantic into the Mediterranean Sea. In said cruise, they were promised amazing luxuries you could only find on the Titanic and the Costa Concordia. Oh, I'm surprised we were able to get a cruise for the four of us for this cheap. Yeah, same. It seems almost too perfect. Did you read through every single review on every single website to make sure we are not getting scammed? Yes, of course I did. It kept saying that the ship was made to be the most unsinkable ship in the world. Hey, there's a star symbol next to that tagline. It says, unless in the case of a soul penguin being in the middle of the <laughs> ship's path, which is a one in a zero 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 zero. Come on, guys. This is just the legal disclaimer stuff. They don't. <laughs> Sorry, I want to restart. Come on, guys. This is just the legal disclaimer stuff. They have to put on every single one of these taglines. Things are going to be just fine. As the hours of the evening drift into the hours of the night, things begin to not turn out to be just fine. <laughs> Gabe, who was forced to sleep outside in the hallways after losing a five million chance odds by saying five, <laughs> begins to knock frantically on the doors and barges into all of the sleeping boys. Guys, you need to wake up! Uh, oh, wait, why did you... Uh, oh, Gabe, why did you have to bang so loud? <laughs> You're going to ruin my REM cycle. Yeah, man, I was just getting to the good part in my dream with the King of England. <laughs> Guys, this is not a joke. The ship is sinking and they're loading everyone onto sailboats. <laughs> oh, God, what happened? There was a soul penguin in the middle of the ship's path. <laughs> I told you to check everything to make sure this is what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> The boys frantically reached the sides of the cruise ship to board the last sailboat. After a minute-long scuffle to decide who said shotgun first, the sailboat began to lower into the sea and move away from the now-seeking Navisha Fonda. Guys, this is really bad. We're never going to be able to get to Syria with our main means of transport sinking. Don't worry, fellas. With the power of modern technology and the millions of dollars we pay in taxes to support military programs like the Coast Guard, we'll be rescued and back on a new cruise ship in no time. A week has passed. What was thought to have been a short stay on the now lone sailboat has now turned into a much longer stay. The boys, dehydrated and weak, have started to lose hope. What was that about being back on a new ship in no time, Jeremy? Oh, grow up, Gunner. I was just trying to boost our moods. Well, you sure boosted our hopes to the point where we believed too much. Hey, okay. You're stupid. You heard me. You're stupid. You heard what I said. We should have listened to the disclaimer. Do do a dummy head. Alright, enough. I could see that we are all a bit on edge with our food rations. Almost gone is with our water. But let me see if I can help to be the alleviator. Gabe would then proceed to turn around and start fidgeting around, leaving the boys confused as to what their dear friend was trying to do. He then turns back around and raises his hand that now has a sock over it. Hiya, guys and boys! Gabe, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Oh, my name's not Gabe! It's Fraggle! Fraggle the sock! Uh, okay. <laughs> Fraggle the sock? What's your deal? I'm here to spread cheer and love to those who are stressed and suck on a sailboat. I, I love to be on a sailboat with my friends. I okay, okay, stop. This is not helping. We're not five years old anymore. 
We are adults and way too mature to be dwelling into this sock tomfoolery. I'm afraid I cannot understand you if you're not talking to me in the language I understand. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> ben then begins to take off his sock and also puts on a fake voice to begin talking to Gabe. My name is Ragglesock. <laughs> And I think what you're doing is not a very productive means to make us feel better. I think you just need to be a brighter star than the dull one you're acting like right now. I think you are one of the most counterintuitive and unhelpful people I've had the pleasure of talking to. During this exchange of words between Gabe and Gunner, or uh, Ben and Gabe, sorry, Jeremy and Gunner begin to put on their socks too, getting ready to also join in into the riveting conversation that is currently going on. I gotta agree with you, Fraggle here. I think you need to realize that being nice is the key to getting things done. You guys aren't not absolutely. You guys are not realizing the fact that there are people here trying to figure out how to get off this um sailboat. Well, your friend Raggle is kind of a pathetic moron who has no idea what he's talking about. Oh, grow up, Fraggle. You don't even have the brain capacity to understand the severity of the situation that we're in. Oh, don't even try going there, my friend Fraggle. When you yourself are too stubborn to see, it's not all about yourself and your weak ego. Well, then your ego is not too flattering either, as you are making it your goal to continue supporting such a blinded individual like Fraggle and not willing to actually listen to the more mature person that Raggle is. Well, I think you need as to show yourself. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, you aren't listening. Yeah, 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 Alas, a ship is ahead. G guys, there. Everyone talks in their normal voices. <laughs> Forgot to read that line. <laughs> guys, there it is. Rescue ahead. Yes, I could finally get back to my King Charles dream. <laughs> Wait, guys. How the heck are we going to get this ship to see us? We're miles away from it. Just as the boys realize that their one chance of freedom might be fleeting away, Ben realizes that, that he may be able to save the day. Guys, wait! My glow sticks for the 1045 pant shuffle! <laughs> we can use these to alert the ship ahead. Okay, I, I still don't know what the pant shuffle is. Everyone grab a bunch of glow sticks and crack them open. This is our only chance to be saved. The boys begin to snap the glow sticks of varying colors to make the brightest light they can so that they can get the neighboring ship to notice them. I'm so ready to see my loving family. I can't wait to hug my girlfriend again after all of this time. I just know my pet dog, Fido, is waiting for me to give him a phone when I finally get home. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong now that can prohibit us from being saved. By the end of the day, a wonderful moral was taught to the boys that they would continue to use in shares for the remainder of their lives. Glow sticks are nowhere near powerful enough to signal a neighboring ship's attention. Like, like at all. But it, it, just, it just does not work. But, you know, the boys died that night, and as they all came to terms with this reality, as this was most definitely a twist that they did not expect. Bravo. <laughs> all right. Wonderful. That was so that funny, was Dylan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Dude, I'm cracking Great up. Scripts. That was so good. The ten forty five pant <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh goodness. Well What's the pant shuffle? <laughs> Alright, well that wraps it up for uh, our uh, scripting for this episode. I uh I had a lot of fun with that. I don't know yeah, about you guys. It was, it was very yeah, yeah, I did too. All right. That was amazing. Okay, I gotta say, when I was given the like script prompt, I, I, I saw lampshade, cinder block, and sidewalk, and I thought those were supposed to be the characters. I had no clue that we were. You made it work, Jeremy. Making like us. Okay. What, what were uh, Dylan's objects? Uh, yeah. Let me read off everybody's objects. So, I'm guessing glow sticks. So Gabe. Uh, was plastic forks, fake flowers, and sponges. Uh, ben had ducks, deodorant, and milk. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Dylan's had sailboat socks and glow sticks. Okay. And Jeremy's was um, cinder block, lampshades, and sidewalks. <laughs> wow. Everybody did really good with their prompts. 
Yeah. I am proud yeah, that of was, us all. That was really good. That was it was really fun to uh, yes. write the stuff yeah. too. Yes. Uh, yes. And it was especially fun to read that blind because <laughs> half the time I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> okay. In fact. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our main segment. Now we're going to go on to our uh, smaller segments. Uh, does anybody yes. want to volunteer to go first? Um, you guys want to do some weird news? Yeah, let's no. go for it. Oh. oh, well, I got I got mixed mixed responses. Okay, okay, yes. Um, as always, this comes straight from the Associated Press. Um, I did not say the entire story here, so if you want to finish the story out, you're going to have to go to the website. All right, Columbia, South Carolina. A bill allowing police to charge a bigger fine for people driving slow in the left lane of interstate and other multi-lane highways is one of the first to be taken up at the South Carolina State House in 2023. What, what do we think of that at first? At first glance, what do you guys think of that? I think that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, everybody hates when somebody's hogging the left lane. And I think in a previous podcast, I uh, I misspoke on my, my, my left lane tendencies. And I every time I re-listen to that, I get embarrassed because I, I don't think I really use the left lane that often. So I, I'm also in support of this. A, sub, a Senate subcommittee Tuesday approved increasing the fine from 25 up to $100 and giving the most most of the increased amount to the state highway patrol. The full Senate Transportation Committee is scheduled to take up the bill Wednesday. Lawmakers passed the so-called Slowpoke Bill in 2021. Over roughly a year, state troopers wrote nearly 500 tickets. It requires drivers in the left lane to move over if a car comes up behind them, uh, and the right lane is clear. So, I mean, just normal things. So what you should be doing on the road. The fine is not a criminal penalty and does not get reported to a driving record. So I, I think I'm in full support of that. That is, that is great. Yeah, I, I yeah. 100% agree. Uh, yeah. The only the only hole in it I can see is if somebody's going like 100 in the left lane. I think it's more their fault than it is the person passing uh, in front of them. But, you know, I, I think I'm sure there's there's a lot of uh, uh, kind of, I guess. Stip- stipulations. Yeah, stipulations, nuance to the to the to the um, bill. But yeah, that was our weird I don't know, the, the only thing that I'm kind of oh. concerned, sorry, the only thing no, I'm kind of concerned with that bill is probably like, with like, semi-truck drivers. Mainly because like, I mean, it's for, for like us, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud, but those things don't, if they're carrying a lot of weight, it's kind of hard for them to like, pass. Fair. And the only time that they're really going to be in the left lane is to pass another semi-truck. That Which, has, yeah, but like, maybe a heavier load. Yeah, and it's like, it, and th- that's allowed. It, you have to move o- over only if the right lane is clear. Okay, and I yes. was just thinking, if someone like comes up, just like right on their bumper, just waiting for them to like move, and like a cop sees that, it might. I don't know. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Um, but I guess we'll see how it goes. I, know, I, I think it's a good law overall. I'm just, yes. I'm just thinking. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of uh, what ifs that. Uh, yeah, I, I I totally understand that, because I, I would be really mad if some some dink in a giant lifted Chevrolet Silverado just was going you know, eighty five or no like ninety or ninety five, and I was going eighty five, and then I got pulled over because you know I didn't immediately get over. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I mean they can introduce all these laws all they want, but they're still never going to catch the left lane lurker. Yeah, fair. Yep. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our weird news. Uh, Dylan, do you have a Roblox game update? Of course I have a Roblox game update. Let's hear it! <laughs> Damn, yeah! Let's go! No, um, <laughs> so we got uh, the game The game that I'm going to re- uh, be... Uh, what's what's the word? You know what? RBLX Wear. You know what that is? Ever heard no. of WarioWare before? Oh, yeah. okay. That's what oh, RBLX yeah. Wear is, except in the virtual 3D space of Roblox. Pretty much, you complete little micro mini-games to earn up a bunch of points. The person with the most points at the end of a round wins that round. It's a very fun game if you really do enjoy the fast-paced uh, quick-time events that WarioWare has to provide, and it's very, most especially very fun if you have friends be involved in that process. Very nice. Yeah, cool. it's, Sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to check that one out. All right. Well, thank you, Dylan, for our Roblox game of the uh, of the, the episode of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's not really the it's not really the week anymore. Yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah, isn't. No. 
Um, but still, nevertheless, thank you. All right. So, um, Ben, do you have a uh, Spanish phrase for us? Yeah. So my Spanish fact of the day, or sorry, Spanish phrase of the day, uh, is one that actually is uh, more practical than Feliz Navidad. Okay. Uh, this one is... Uh, you, you guys could probably guess what it is. It is llama a la policia, which means call the police. So, okay. Um, if you're ever in need of communicating in Spanish and you need the police, uh, then you can always use that phrase, llama a la policia. And uh, one thing I will add to that is there's a common misconception that uh, to say police in Spanish, you say policia, because that's kind of how it's more... Um, pronounced in English, police, but uh, the accent in policia is on the second I in Spanish, so it's policia, not policia. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. Interesting. Well, thank you, Ben. Yes. Yep, thank you. Alright. Jeremy, do you have a uh, burger review? <laughs> <laughs> burger, burger review! Burger <laughs> review! Um, okay. So, for Jim Rat Slander today. Oh, Jim Rat gonna... Slander. I forgot we weren't doing. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I'm so sorry, Jeremy. I thought you were joking. I was I like, no, I wrote it. I wrote it in my whole, like, uh, you know, like episode thing here, uh, like, bur- burger review. And I was like, oh, okay, because Jeremy's still doing that. But burger I think review never even started. There were never I, know. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know. Dude, okay, I'm oh, pretty man. sure last last episode threw me off because we we skipped half the segments. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, so I I don't even remember what sense. some of our segments are. Very fair. <laughs> That's all good. Um, all right. but yeah, for today's gym rat slander, I want to talk a little bit about Bulgarian split squats. Have you guys ever oh. heard of these before? No, never heard of them. Nope. That so what like they are is oh go ahead i said that sounds like something my mom would have let me watch <laughs> <laughs> so so pretty much um any exercise that has the name of a um eastern european name in front of it you know bulgarian yeah. split squats romanian deadlifts you know it's gonna it's gonna be a great time i personally <laughs> see a lot of benefits when i do bulgarian split squats um such as my will to live is reduced to zero. Whoa. Any wow. happiness I felt that day evaporated, gone in an instant. Wow. <laughs> um, but they make your legs look like tree trunks, though. Ooh. So, so yeah, they're one of my favorite finisher exercises because you put, your, you put one foot on a bench, right? And you have, <laughs> like, weights in your hand. You have your other foot out on the floor and you just squat with that one foot with the weights in your hand and all that weight is going into one leg and it just strengthens every muscle of that leg wow Mm. that's oh that sounds terrifying i would die i would literally die from that and then you switch legs and then the one that was like on the bench already hurts because the hamstring was getting stretched from the from the exercise Mm -hmm. so it's already it's already hurting (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. And you do that at the end yep, of your so workout? Yep, so try them out if you... Huh? You do that at the end of your workout? I Yeah, I usually do, do those at the end of my leg day workout. Couldn't be me. I prefer Canadian split squats. Oh. Yep. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are those? You you sit down and anyway. you drink but yeah, some that's maple my syrup. gym rat slander. Yes, um, very nice. All right. <clears throat> well, does anybody else have segments that I'm missing? Yes. Um, let's do our car fact of the week. All right. Uh, let's hear so it. Th- these are always very short, so I'll just get straight into it. Stellantis is one of the largest automotive conglomerates on Earth, but they're actually brand new. Formed in early 2021, they consist of all Fiat Chrysler and Peugeot Group. Uh, they now consist of these brands. This is some of the, the, the most brands in any automotive conglomerate, if not the most brand in an automotive conglomerate. Abarth, Alfa Romeo, Chrysler, Citroen, Dodge, DS Automobiles, Fiat, Jeep, Lancia, 
Maserati, Opel, Peugeot, Ram, and Vauxhall. I'm sure I mispronounced a lot of those because a lot of those aren't in the States. Uh, but another little fun fact is Renault Nissan, uh, which is also a gigantic automotive conglomerate, almost joined the group, but pulled out late in the game. So they could have been like the biggest on earth, but they're just one of the biggest. Uh, they are massive. And uh, still with all of those brands, not a single bit of quality comes out of them. Okay. That is <laughs> our right. local, I mean, that is our car fact of the week. Uh, do you want to do your... Yeah, I'll uh, do my uh, drug fact of the week. Yes, yes. <clears throat> All right, so uh, we're always talking about humans taking prescription medications, but what about dogs taking prescription Whoa. medications? I know. So, uh, yeah, dogs can take um, a number of medications. Uh, it's a little tricky for us in the pharmacy because we don't learn medications for dogs. We learn medications for humans, but nonetheless... Uh, we work with the vets, so um, cool. uh, the the veterinarians, not the veterans. Um, Which hopefully you also work with them too. You don't just send them away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up. I mean, we we still work with with the other vets, um, yes. just in a different way. Anyways, yeah. so dogs can get prescribed antibiotics like uh, commonly metronidazole and doxycycline, uh, antiparasites uh, like ivermectin. Uh, which was improperly used for uh, COVID. Anyways, uh, oh. antifungals like ketoconazole, uh, steroids like prednisone, and pain relievers like tramadol. So, Whoa. yeah, um, all of those can uh, are commonly prescribed for dogs. I see it all the time. So, uh, pretty interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll get my dog a prescription nice. for all of those right away. Mm, okay. I wish I had a dog. <laughs> what about Fido? <laughs> yeah, what about Fido? <laughs> I I didn't feed him. I was oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Do you well, have a pill I... to bring back Fido? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately I do not. Not yet. All right. Well, I think oh. that brings us to our uh, local artist of the the week. Yes, yes. This week we're traveling yes. to the great city of Indianapolis to see one of our first ever non-exclusively rock bands. Usually we focus on rock bands here at Reality with a Twist. That is not on purpose. I just That's who I find most often. That's who I like most often. This is Remington Hill, who describes himself as jazz rock, neo-soul, and indie R&B. Ben actually found this artist, and oh my gosh, I am already addicted to his music. We're going to be listening to his new track, Iceberg. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Right, three, two, one. Tell me what trust means to you. I've got nothing to prove. I've got nothing to say. I know you want me to move, but I can't. I'm just hoping I'm not in the way. I know that I'm on thin ice. I'm cracking your voice and I'm looking you. Is Remington oh Hill. God. Oh my gosh, what do you guys think? Dude, that song is so good. Oh yes, it is. I was in, I was entranced. Yes. Yeah, um, I was too. I absolutely, absolutely hear um, every single. I hear the indie R and B. I hear the neo soul, and I hear the jazz rock. Oh, it is such a beautiful combination. So smooth, but still so like emotional. Oh, I love it. Um, he's also working on some new that, stuff. That so oh, and then did anybody else have anything to say about that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt anybody. Uh, oh, I, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That's like something I, I don't really, I don't usually listen to, but like mm-hmm. it made me want to listen to more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I actually wanted to add, uh, ever since I discovered that song, uh, you know, like the Spotify on repeat playlist that it yeah. makes for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
within days of me finding that song that song shot up towards the top of my on repeat playlist for like a good solid few weeks and Mm -hmm. i mean he just his voice is very clear and smooth and overall it just sounds really professional absolutely yeah uh dylan oh no i was just i mean i was just like really agreeing like it's a really beautiful voice and it really just kind of wiley oh Sorry, I had my, my Discord mic was muted, and uh, <laughs> I was like literally complimenting on on the recording. You'll hear me complimenting the whole song. But, okay, uh, yeah, okay. It, it's good. It's really good. I like it. Okay, yeah, I wonderful timing for the shout out because I've been really getting into indie R and B and like neo soul recently. Oh, absolutely love it. Um, immediately is going on all of my playlists. Uh, he's also working on some new stuff uh, called Death of the American Mall. That's coming out this year, so keep a lookout. Please check his link in the description. Um, I, absolutely wonderful. Uh, bravo to him. I uh, can't wait to hear more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, buddy. I agree. All right. Well, thank you um, for sharing that, Ben. Um, glad we got a little bit of a change in scenery for our local artists. So. Yes. Yeah. All right, I believe that brings us to our What Are the Odds? Uh, Gabe, yes. would you like to explain What Are the Odds? I would love to explain What Are the Odds. So What Are the Odds is a combination of a dare and a bet. There's the dare or the odds asker and the odds setter. The odds asker is the dare-er. They dare somebody to do something. And the odds setter uh, is the person who sets the likelihood of them having to do the dare. Uh, they set a number, and then the higher the number, the less likely they are to have to do it. Uh, then the third party counts down from three, three, two, one, and then both the parties, uh, the asker and the setter, say a number between one and the number they set at the same time. If they match, if they're the same number, then the person has to do the dare. And if uh, none of our dare, if none of our odds hit, we will do a uh, descending odds, which is pretty self-explanatory. You will get it if we get there. All right. Well, I have a pretty good one, so I actually don't want to go first. Okay. Okay. Um, mine's is pretty stupid. Uh, Jeremy? Yes? What are the odds you drink the entire container of whatever you have in your fridge right now? Oh. <laughs> um, I've, I know I have orange juice. I have a half, I have like half of a half gallon of milk left. Um. Uh, I think, oh. so out of, so don't look, but when, once, if it hits, I think the, we should choose what you drink out of that. Oh okay. That sounds good. Yes, 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 yes. Nope. Um yeah, I'll I'll shoot for a twelve on that. Okay. Oh. Hmm. I'll count it down. Three, two, one. Eleven. Eleven. No! Oh, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! That was so delayed on our end, but Yeah, it was. Jeremy, no! Second episode oh. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> an excuse guy. me with a side of fries. <laughs> oh man, you'll get used to it. Uh, should we do it now or should we wait? I, I say we do it now so we can drink it uh, as as we do the rest of the odds. I All agree. Right. Which one you want? Uh, what all do you have in there? I've got. I I know for sure I have a half gallon of milk. I have orange juice. Um, how much orange juice and do you have? A tub of yogurt as well. I can't really drink that. Uh, how much OJ do you have? I I have like half of that as well. Okay. Like half of a half gallon. Yeah, half of a half gallon. Uh, I think lie. for his sake, I say, yeah, I say I think for his sake, OJ, I think that'd sit in the stomach better than milk. Sure, okay, you guys can yeah. continue. I'm gonna go grab that. I'll be right back. Yes, yes. So you have to be yeah. done by the end of the episode. Wow. All right. Is... Wait, by the end of the episode, I have to have it down. Yeah, you have to have it completely yes. down. Okay, um, hang on. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> you guys going to keep say going. milk. Okay, okay. I was going to say milk because orange juice has so much sugar. True. Yeah, but I still, still... Milk has a lot of sugar in it, too. And also, it's milk? Yeah, 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 yeah. you'd have a tummy ache. <laughs> um, okay, next person. Uh... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone gonna call out? Ben, do you got some? Mm, not yet. Alrighty. Well, okay. I, I mean, I, <laughs> oh man. Actually, you know what? Hold I on. Am back. Give you, oh, welcome okay. back. 
Uh, is that you drinking it already? <laughs> That's me swirling it up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Oh wait. Okay, Ben. Ben. Yeah. So where are you currently? Like, like. Uh. Well, I'm in an academic building in on my campus. Cool. Well, what are the odds that? Uh, and you will have to get evidence of this. What are the odds that you get up right now? You get up. You get into like the middle of the room, and you just start hitting the Gangnam style. <laughs> <laughs> Like where other oh, so I'm in I'm in an empty classroom right now. So you, are you, I'm assuming you're in a you're place where in. like a public place where other people can have the potential to see. You. <laughs> that that would mean I'd have to probably go up to somebody and say, "Hey, can you record me real quick?" <laughs> <laughs> can, can we actually hold on? Let me add that on. Let me add that on. Hold up. Hold up. What are the odds you go up to somebody and say, hey, can you feel me real quick? And you just start doing the Gangnam style? Silently. You silently. can't say or do anything. And then you just gotta, add, like, you know, and then, you know, just mind your own business afterwards. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's that's so funny. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say 20. Alright, I'll count okay. down. Three, two, one. Nine. Seven. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, next right. one. Oh ben, have you thought of one yet? I had one, but then that one made me laugh so hard that I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and go. Okay. All right, Dylan, you know yep. how you made those, um, like, filtered photos of us to make us look really handsome? Mm-hmm. Okay, what are the odds you order a custom flag with my face, my handsome <laughs> face, on it, close up, and then hang it in your loft at your dad's? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do that for free. Oh, man. Oh, oh my I'll gosh. say 20. That's hilarious. Right. Okay. Uh, I can count down again. Three, two, one. 19. 17. Oh. oh, that's that's the same. It was nine and seven last time. Yeah, yeah. now it's nineteen and seventeen. <laughs> Next up, it'll right. be seventeen forty-eight. Yes, seventeen forty-eight. Uh, 30, 30. <laughs> oh, did I say forty-eight? Yeah, <laughs> I'm dumb. You I'm messed dumb. it up. You messed it up. Seventeen sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Smith. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's your it's, turn. It's your turn. Or Jeremy. Oh, I thought you were asking me an odds. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay, or Jeremy. Yeah, or Jeremy. I do have one now. Okay. okay. Gabe, or not ah, Ben? Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Gabe, do you remember? Remember how uh, you sent that email to one of our previous principals saying, <laughs> "I know what you did." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? You do that every single day until you get a response. From oh me. my gosh! <laughs> I know what you did, and and I'll know what you did tomorrow too. I'm not gonna forget. And the next day. And, and the, the next, next day. And the next and day. The next day. Um, just oh. every single email has to be formatted and typed the exact same. Just I oh know what gosh. you did. Uh, I'm gonna say I'll say twenty. Okay. Alrighty, I'll count you guys down. Three, two, one. 10. 18. Oh, oh no. okay. All right, Jeremy. Oh, gosh. Okay. Gunner. So, quick question. Are you... Okay, are you in an apartment, dormitory? Yeah, I'm in an apartment. All right, what are the odds that you go, like, like you go upstairs or downstairs? I don't know what floor you're on. And you just go to a random room, knock on it, and you're like... You're holding your pants up, and you're like, "Hey, man, I I'm real sorry, but I need to go poop real bad." <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, five. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You can't just go to somebody you know either, dude. Right? I live in a house. Yeah, he, he knows everybody. Like, yeah, it's like five people. That, wait, like, you said all you were in an apartment. Yeah, yeah, with five other, like four other people. <laughs> okay, well then go to a different place. Go, oh, go to your next okay. door neighbors. 
All right, then in that case, uh, 40. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'll count down again. Uh, Three, two, one. 36. No! I was going to say two. (laughs) I was about to say 36, too. (laughs) All right. Uh, We do not have to do descending odds this week because somebody hit. It's the first time that's happened in a long time. How's that going? How's that OJ going? I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm still I'm I'm almost done with it. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, um, I think that might be all for our episode. This yeah, I this think segment. So too. Everything. Okay. This was a fun one. It was. It was a very fun one. All right. Well, thank you for tuning to this week's episode of Reality with a Twist. I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. Uh, I'm Jeremy, and I just finished that OG. Hey, and I'm Gabriel. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.